Hi everybody out there and welcome to another episode of uh, Voxie Academy's podcast, video podcast. Today again we have the beautiful Emily with us today. Thank you for coming down today. Em, how you doing? Still alive. Excellent. That's your, like your catchphrase, isn't it? Yes. If you like this video podcast, please subscribe. If you have any questions, please put them in the comments below. If we make a segment um, dedicated to you, you get a free singing lesson Yay! from one of our staff. And today, Tegan Harrison is going to get a free singing lesson because we're answering Woo! your question, Tegan. <laughs> Now, Tegan is uh, apparently one of your students that has online singing lessons yes. from beautiful WA over there. So, uh, well done, Tegan, if you're an Eagles supporter winning the grand final this year. <laughs> I don't think you're going to win it Win it uh, last year. Sorry, you guys won it last year. I don't think you're going to win it this year because I think the Mighty Cats are going to win it this year. Uh, hopefully they will, uh, but I... I'm highly doubting. But anyway, let's get <laughs> let's get stuck in unless we have a miracle of God. <clears throat> uh, let's get stuck into Megan's question. Tegan. This is Tegan, yeah. Tegan, sorry, and this is episode number nine. nine. Okay. Alright, Tegan commented. Is it possible to detail a progression timeline for someone who is relatively new to singing? What should I experience after two weeks, three months, six months, one year, two years, if I train regularly with good technique? Okay, so I'm gonna leave this one off them here. I think the foundations for singing are exceptionally important, and especially myself as a teacher, and when I train my teachers up, getting the foundations down. You can't build a great house or a great bridge with crappy foundations, and that's just the bottom line. And especially with singing, because you don't want to go up there and just blow your voice out. Yeah, That's really the thing, because you know, in the, very quickly, you could be singing for an hour up on stage. A lot of, a lot of the cover band sets out there are three 45 minute sets, so that's generally 30 songs. So, Setting the foundations down and getting good quality singing lessons from the get-go, I think, is imperative. Okay, it, it was for me, and I think it's really the the most important thing. And you can basically use it as as a springboard that's going to going to make you progress a lot quicker in the future. Mm -hmm. um, and we really try to try and, or I try to, um, make sure that I give all of my students st starting straight away. And we, we diagnose what's yeah what what needs to be improved what needs to be improved on. So whether that be breathing straight away, or articulation, or expelling too much air, or uh, tightening the neck, or whatever it might be. So we we work on those points, and then once you get those the technique down, everything falls into place basically. So I think especially I see it with beginners, and I don't take on a lot of beginners now mainly. The rest of Voxing Academy do. I mainly do more of the advanced things, but I'm sure that you'll see this that they get a lot of progression very quickly with the right foundations and, and technique in the first mm -hmm. 15 to 20 weeks, and then it's then it's off from there. But I think that those first couple of weeks doing everything right is is very very important. Um, and then with your voice, your voice should expand depending on what you want to do with it. Let's just use Ed Sheeran as, as an example. 
I thought that Ed Sheeran's voice was quite good on his first album. Mm -hmm. I thought it was very, very good on his second album, the X album. I thought he expanded his range, developed mm -hmm. his cries, uh, developed his trilling. This latest album, he trills, he trills like an R&B singer. His trills went through the roof. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so he really focused on working on that. So you can see the progression in his voice. You can also hear the maturity in his voice as well too. Uh, so his voice has got more of a depth, warmer, warmer, warmer sound. Uh, just because he's older, he's toured a lot, played a lot. Um, so his voice has, has matured that way over the course of the, the years. But just getting back to Tegan's question, again, that's what you're gonna feel in the, the first three months. And it's like going to the gym for the first time. If you go to the gym all the time, you're gonna feel fit and strong and your range is gonna be bigger and your support's gonna be better in, in the first three three months, I think is, mm -hmm. is very important. Anything that you'd like to add about the first probably three months that Tegan is wanting to? Uh, yeah, I would like to <clears throat> add that it's very important to focus on technique in the range that you can kind of already access. Very often I notice in students about a three semitones up range growth on the second lesson already. Yep. If they've been practicing this whole week exactly yep. as prescribed, they are mm -hmm. able to go a minor third higher than they did on their very first lesson. So it's not always so much growth, but this is how much you can get um, out of very uh, very thoughtful, very consistent practice. So usually here at VSA we advise that you practice six days a week and one day you give your voice, voice a rest. Uh, so this is what you should be doing. You should, on, in your first two weeks of practice, you should not be singing for three hours every day. No. You should be singing exactly as much as your teacher told you to. Don't straight strain, don't go singing super high songs or super low songs or songs using techniques that you have not covered with your teacher yet. Focus on what your teacher needs, uh, told you you need to work on the most. Be it breathing, be it pitching, be it opening your mouth, focus on, the, on this one thing over the week and I promise you, you will notice incredible improvement. Even the harder songs will be way easier to sing. Yeah. But don't expect to be able to sing like your idol in three months. In three months, what will happen? You will understand what they are doing. And by that time, your teacher should start showing you like basic exercises to access these interesting techniques, more advanced techniques like blended voice, or whistle, or growl, whatever you're working on, VBC vocal breath control. Can I just intervene in there? Sorry. If anyone wants a good example of a voice expanding, please look at Beyonce's career. Yep. From when she was younger to when she joined, um, God, that just eludes me now, what's the girl band that she was in? Mm. Oh, Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child, yeah. Um, where her voice was, it was good. That's as bad as, uh, but then when she went solo and expanded, then when she did that Dream Girl soundtrack, mm -hmm. it was like, because she was doing these cover songs, like, Jesus. 
Um, so her, her voice really went up through the roof. Another one to look at is, is Kelly Clarkson. Have a look mm -hmm. at before she went into American Idol and how her voice, and then when she went to America, her, she goes, well, I need to take it seriously, and it just expanded. Yep. I'll just cut straight to the chase here and, and give um, also as well to some people some information about the expansion of the voice because we have a lot of students coming out. I want to sing higher. I want to sing yeah. higher. Now, today. <laughs> yes. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens with great technique. But this is what I realistically think that if you're a beginner and haven't had singing lessons, this is what I realistically think that you should be able to accomplish being a male. And I'm talking, let's talk baritones mm -hmm. and altos, which are middle range male and female voices, mm -hmm. because that's really what 90% of the population are. So let's just talk about that range there. Realistically, if you're a beginner male, with me, with my experience, within the first four weeks, the first week that you come in, you would generally want to be sitting singing in E, G, or G sharp. Mm -hmm. Sorry, F, sorry, F, mm -hmm. F sharp, or G, mm -hmm. um, above mid C. Mm -hmm. I generally guarantee most of my baritone males to be singing a B or a C with a cr proper crying yeah. technique two or three weeks later. Yeah. Okay, so that's a, a full three or four notes right there. Mm -hmm. Nearly half an octave, that's what I guarantee. After that, within three to six months after that, I guarantee that if they're singing a B or a C, that they can generally sing a, a D or a D sharp. I'm talking true voice, not falsetto mm -hmm. here as well too. So we're talking true yep, voice. Yep. For a male, that's a, that's a big, a big yeah, note, that's a D. That's, that's, that's general, a general ballpark, but that's with consistent practice and great technique. Mm -hmm. For a female, again, it's that same, those, that same expansion, but four note, generally four notes higher. So generally, I guarantee females to sing on the first lesson to a B or a C, mm -hmm. and then two weeks later, I guarantee them to sing uh, generally uh, a D or a D sharp mm -hmm. in true voice with a mm -hmm. cry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. After that, as I said, the next three to six months, generally mm -hmm. an, an E or an F or an F sharp. We're talking about mezzos here, mid-range. Yes, mm -hmm. we're talking, we're talking uh, altos, mid-range, mm -hmm. can sing up into that range in true voice using proper breathing and crying techniques that yep. we'll teach you. That is my basic Mm -hmm. chart of what I work off and we even have it written and we can mm -hmm. we're gonna we, we're going into the into the secrets of Vox <laughs> we have we have M and F written on the keyboard so we know where the basic male ranges and the basic female ranges yeah. and how many times do do you every most every lesson we're going above where the F is yeah or where the M is we're going above that this is just a basic gauge for when we actually train up our teachers. Mm -hmm. So they know where the basic range is when we're training, but it's on every mm -hmm. piano and keyboard in every mm -hmm. studio and every training studio. But I'm always going above that and I'm always going, wow, that's great. And as, and as long as it's with good technique, a lot of people also say, hey, you know, I can get this and I can get this and I can get it doing this way. And I always say to all of my students, your technique is fine as long as you can, after you've finished practicing and singing, 
you can still sing and perform yes. after that and the next day. Yes. Okay. So, you know, we teach a lot of extreme forms of singing. And people go, wow, how do you teach that and to do that? And, you know, with proper technique, but the, the always the measure of success with that is, is the next day. Foundation. Foundations. Foundation. Patience. Consistency. So that's where we've kind of gone up to about six months there. Mm -hmm. Then after that is is where I sort of see voices with me. I see them just take off. So if I get a beginner, it's like woof straight up and then up and then the progression kind of plateaus like that. And this area here, that that sort of four to six, twelve months, that's that's. That's the crucial time artistically for me as a teacher. Because that's when they're when they will either get disheartened and think, mm -hmm. oh, I haven't joined a band or I haven't got this or I haven't got that. Or they're mm -hmm. getting some sort of success and progression mm -hmm. and the goals. And that's why goals are so important to do with every aspect of your life, but especially singing. What do I want to do? What do I want to continually strive to improve in my voice or to write a song or to audition or to an open mic or karaoke? or voiceover or whatever it is, mm -hmm. always continually having goals that way. I've, I noticed that about, yeah, about this time period, four to six months, um, a, lot of, um, a lot of students come with this mindset, well, I learned all the basics, now I can take it all home by myself, so let's take a bit of a break from lessons. They take a bit of a break from lessons and when they come back another half, half a year later or a couple of months later, the mindset is, oh, let's book in like a couple of weeks from now because I need to get back into practice. What have you been doing for a half a year? You promised to take it all and go practice. Guys, ladies, if you stop your lessons, it's not a signal that you can stop practicing. This is the most valuable thing that you get with the teacher. Your exercises. They are custom for your voice. Keep doing them! Exactly. Make us not recognize you after a half a year so we can move on. Can I just intervene? That's why I recommend in, in private lessons, group lessons, you're doing the scales within a group. Yeah. Um, and we're actually going to do a, a, a podcast on that because I actually got someone put in a question regarding saying, can you please tell me the benefits of private and, and group lessons? Yeah. So we're going to be doing a podcast on that in the future. With our private lessons at VSA, all of our lessons are customized to your genre, your experience, and your voice. They're customized. Please don't lose them. I had a student come in and, and he, ah, oh, I changed my phone. I got a new phone. I didn't back my phone up and I lost all my scales. And it was like he had like oh my 50 God. scales, and I'm going, where are they? Oh, he goes, they're gone. But I'm, he goes, I'm trying to get them off the hard drive, off the phone. I go, well, you better. Um, oh, my so heart guys, hurts. Oh. Guys, when you get get your scales, email them to yourself and save them in a file, USB hard drive, where I don't care what you say. But they're, they're an investment that can be used tomorrow, 10 years from now, whenever it is. Put things up in five different places. Have them stored everywhere. But very important, to, <laughs> very important to do that as well too. And look, the thing with me is as well too is I like my students. I like to give them the skills, 
go away, use yes. it, and put into practice. You know, we don't want to see you come into lessons for years and years and years, but definitely take it, put it into practice, and you know, I have students ringing me, ringing me up all the time. Cam Buck rang me up. He's got a son, Harry. He's coming back in for classes. Uh, while we were having, while I was in the toilet there, I was messaging one of my students, Tristan, who's recording a song. He wants to come back to lessons. You even heard that? TMI, TMI. Before, before I, before we started this, this, this um, recording here, I was on the phone to uh, David Housey Noise. Um, uh, and he just come back from LA and he had his first rehearsal back and he did a week and a half worth of scales and he had uh, uh, strained his voice a little bit because he was a bit overzealous so he's ringing me up to come back into some classes sure some rest but again with all of this like you know I have people ringing me up to come back to, to lessons every week every week they're coming back um, for tune-ups um, and you've seen that firsthand here. I was while well, well, we've been in between shooting, where uh, I'm getting back to people that inquiries that are personally ringing me up to come back. So um, it is a very good thing. Then, now moving on from there, M, we've got to about the six month stage. Yep. Year to two years. This is a, a really big thing, and I think consistent, con being consistent with your voice. Mm -hmm. Growing and trying new things, exactly what I brought up with about Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran's trills were very, were non-existent on the first album. Very good on the second album. Mm -hmm. Exceptional on the third album. Mm -hmm. He'd really gone for that folky, nearly R&B feel with uh, on the on this 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 new mm -hmm. album. Um, and I think it's just about being consistent honing your craft, um, still being inspired by other people, um, but just continually practicing, but also trying to do different styles and different genres and, and different things. And we've got lots of different scales, and I heard it in one of your classes uh, where you did, uh, I think, a pentatonic scale, mm -hmm. a, different, a different type of scale. So you know, trying different scales, doing different things, trying different genres uh, to pick up you know, new skills. On top of that, I will always say, and I will always recommend this to all of my students, play to your strengths. Ed Sheeran doesn't make out, he sings with the best of the best, Beyonce, you name it. Um, he plays to his strengths. He's an acoustic-based folk singer. He's not trying to go out there and be um, some huge tenor soaring vocals, um, like in Iron Maiden or something like that. He's um, Actually, so have you seen there? I seen a skit on YouTube about about um, Ed Sheeran doing heavy metal covers, and he he did the yeah, acoustic guitar. And he was doing like I think "Run to the Hills" by Iron Maiden. Oh my god, I'm so gonna watch it you now. You gotta check okay, that out. I'm gonna stop the recording. I don't watch it now. <laughs> don't watch it now. I'll try to find it and put it in the link below. It was great, and he did that. Probably sums it up right there. I'm gonna put a link mm -hmm. in this description here. Where Ed Sheeran was on, he was on some show. It was like the late night show or something like that. And they got him to do a bunch of heavy metal covers, and he did them acoustically. Did them his way. Mm -hmm. Play to your strengths. Do what you think does best. Or you do best. You do best. A genre that you do best. Stick with that because then you're gonna love what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's really that's really the, the the big thing. Keep on practicing. Try to expand your boundaries. Do different things. Um, 
Mike Patton from Faith No More, then, then Tomahawk and different bands like that. He's got solo projects. He was always pushing the boundaries of, of what he was doing. And he's, he's a great example, especially to do with the, the voice. I also would like to mention, so about this one year in, uh, one year, two years in, what will happen to a lot of people. Uh, you will acquire a lot of new techniques, but please keep revising your very first exercises <coughs> and still keep thinking about what was the wor worst on your very first lesson. Uh, if you were struggling with strain, keep it on the back of your mind. Think about, think about yes, your core control, think about not pushing your face forward, yes. keeping your posture straight, relaxed neck, relaxed shoulders back. So keep thinking about it every single time you practice. So keep your, your like the lowest dip that you've had always in mind, always pick it up because this one particular point will be dropping every single time. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you take your attention off of it. Uh, and we always assess all of our students in the first lesson and, yeah. and even with our training and, and again we're going into the secrets of, of how we are the best in Australia is <laughs> we, I even say in training, is we pick out what we think is the two weakest points and we focus yeah. on those but then we also work on their strengths as well too. Yeah. So we focus on their strengths and give them scale that they like doing but then also working on that. I'm just going to give everyone a huge big tip here to do with singing. If you're, and it doesn't matter where you are in your career, whether you're an absolute beginner, just novice wanting to start, or a, a consummate professional, pitching is the number one cardinal rule to do with singing. Guys, whatever you're doing, please sing in key. And if you're starting off, sing with your songs, with the actual artist, use them as a soundboard, and then go with the instrumental, mm -hmm. and then start recording yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, anyway, going back to that two or three year period, keep on working your skills. Keep, keep on, yeah. on learning new things. Um, I'm, I'm jumping onto YouTube, seeing what other teachers are doing. Admittedly, I'm not, and this is not being egotistical, I really haven't learned anything new from anyone else for at least two and a half years. Um, I'm always trying to push myself in the class, find, trying to find new ways to do different mm -hmm. things. Like with our volume scales, I invented volume scales because I was sick of teachers telling me I want more light and I want more shade. I invented VBC scales. I, I invented scales for the sake of, of trying to get a product for uh, to get someone to do something within a class. So there are things that I'm always thinking, can I do this differently? Can I change this up? Can I do that? So I'm always looking at and customizing scales. I customized, I remember customizing scales last Wednesday going, this scale is, is customized for what you are. And it was from a song. We had to go, who are, because there was a who are in a song, so mm -hmm. who are, I did that mm -hmm. and I actually customized that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't exactly that, it was actually more complex than that, but I remember customising a particular scarf, a particular word that a student couldn't get in the song, mm -hmm. then they ended up getting it. Yeah, that's, that's actually a fantastic thing that I use a lot in my classes as well, so just taking, uh, taking a phrase that people struggle with, taking a high fr phrase, um, and putting it like literally one octave down below and making a scale out of it, and just keep re yeah. repeating the phrase from the bottom up until yeah. we get to the point where we want to be. Yeah, 
Em, I remember the day as clearly as yesterday. It was it was 19, 1986. A lot of you people probably weren't even born then. Mm. You two had released their Joshua Tree album. Mm. They had With or Without You, and it had that whoa at the end. Mm -hmm. And I remember struggling with that as a young boy. And I just remember getting on, on the keyboard and going, whoa, whoa, and get trying to sound like Bono. Whoa, whoa. Look at look at the mouth placement, guys. Whoa. song through going I couldn't get it. look it gives me goosebumps thinking about it I, 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 and it's hot here it's yes. it must be 30 degrees in here uh, and even all these lights <laughs> and it's, it's the sun coming through here it gives me goosebumps thinking about it going I remember I remember the day going whoa that's freaking cool you know I did that and I just made a scale up to, to get it myself yeah. I remember just trying to belt it out and belt it out and I just worked up and I got it kept on practicing done mm -hmm. it, was, it was done like that so mm -hmm. Um, that was that was a big one for me, and um, yeah. Also, progression in the voice. If you want to hear someone's progression in their voice, Bono Vox from YouTube. Listen to who his early recordings. They were actually going to kick him out because he used to blow his voice out all the time, and he got lessons. Mm -hmm. So listen to the early albums, Boy and War. His voice was about there. It was good. I'm being nice, just in case Bono has a go at me. But uh, yeah, he really had a huge jump to the Unforgettable Fire album. Massive jump. Mm -hmm. So that was, a, a, if you want a, 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 a gauge of that, um, mm -hmm. and he actually, yeah, he, he was a, a really big, a, a big, he's been a big influence for me, but it was mm -hmm. great to see his voice and following his voice, and his voice matured when he got to to the Joshua Trail. He hit his straps in, his voice mm -hmm. was nice and warm, and he was just a, was, ah, what an album. Some people just kind of naturally have this like low, low end in their voice, uh, so the softness and the warmth. No, I think he, he, it was experimentation. Another one as well too is probably one of the biggest rock bands in the world is, is Metallica. You know, you hear James Hatfield at the start of his career and he was, he was experimenting like, HIT THE LIGHTS! You know, when Glam was there, HIT THE LIGHTS! He was sort of singing like this and then it wasn't until, um, and Justice For All where I think he hit his straps and he got mm -hmm. his sound and they got their sound. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and that's what I'm saying. We're, we're talking about the two and three year yep. period. You're gonna really find yourself then mm -hmm. where you suit, where you sound the best. You should have discovered your voice by then and then go with your strengths and, and, and enjoy what you're doing. But they're, they're two great examples. James mm -hmm. Hetfield is here. You know, some of the times that he was getting when he was younger was well, good. And, and, it's a, this here as well too, it, this is, I was going to drop the F-bomb just then, this is really great inspiration about watching someone, some of your heroes progress. And those two guys are right there and there. Stevie Wonder's another one. Listen to Stevie Wonder. Started off singing very low and then his voice expanded. He was low early Motown stuff, was kind of just middle range stuff. And then he got some lessons from Seth Riggs. Hey Seth, over there in LA, hope you're well. Um, and he's he learned how to cry, bang, and his voice went to the next level. So, yeah. I would like to add that 
all of this will not happen if you're practicing once a week. No. <laughs> so just, if you just no. had your lessons and then had two years sitting on your bum and eating cheesecake, um, it, or won't, it or won't dumplings. happen. Or dumplings, it won't happen magically. Uh, so it's very important. Also, think about this way. Um, Have you gone into the dumpling places up here on Kunang Road? Anyway, just stop. Just stop now. Or I will just cut this short and just go there. <laughs> I can't because I have to fit into costumes on the 17th of March. Because I wasn't able to do that at the last Do show. girls do that, Emily? I've got a friend that's got a wedding on tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And she's... Being on a on a diet and exercises for the last two weeks because she's got a wedding. I'm going. I don't know because I never had a wedding. I I I'm not into weddings in general and like any kind of public things. I just think I you do that. A good show all the time. I That's do that. Name. Well, here's the thing: when you are in a show where each dress costs like thousands of dollars, when it's like all handmade to your proportions and embroidered and blah blah. Um, like Adele's dress, you know, she had yes. one dress and had d diamonds on it and it was worth Yeah. amazing dress, she only had one dress. You cannot, like, if you've, if you've been, if this dress was made for me, you better work your ass off if, if you have to wear it again. And... Because I've heard the classic gaffer tape story already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because... And you know, where Emily had to get gaffer tape into a dress. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. No dumplings. A lot of fun. Yeah, so no dumplings. Unfortunately, I'm not one of those people with great willpower. I'm not into uh, a lot of physical exercise, but yes. my coach Jeremy, who's also my student and castmate in Celtic Illusion, he's um, your physical. He's your he's my personal trainer. Yeah. Um, and I came to him for rehab uh, with my joints pain and so on. I Try don't to make me go. To <laughs> I don't like people shouting me, so I don't. No, I, I don't need, no, no. I don't need somebody going. Come on, ten more reps. He's. It's not about that. It's about just being aware of what I'm doing right and not wrong. It's same as singing lessons. I could go and do five thousand reps incorrectly and just hurt myself more. Yeah. You know? Or um, yeah. So Jeremy, huge shout out to me. To me, changed my life. I can swim again. Fitness I started first. swimming easy, again. Easy. Yes. Fitness yes. First. So I started swimming again. So hopefully on the seventeenth, this dress is gonna get pulled on. <laughs> um, so yeah. What were we talking about? About the timeline, right? So this timeline, uh, what were we getting to? Mm -hmm. pretty much so, done, yeah. yeah, two years, yeah, if you can train regularly with good technique. So keyword he keywords here, regularly with good technique. So you can basically, you, you will not completely set your timeline <laughs> to zero if you stop training. No, 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 some skills will come back, come back fast when you restart. Sometimes we have to stop training for objective reasons, right? Can, 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 we just, can we just talk about that subject there as well too? Muscle memory, when you've been doing scales and singing for a long time, comes back extraordinarily quick. Yes. I see it after Christmas, the students have had some time off, and generally, honestly, 
a week and a half to three weeks max they're back to yeah. what they're doing if they're practicing and again we're building them up there as well too mm -hmm. again with this as well too, you don't have to go and sing we wanted to make it fun for you if you want to have time off have time off over Christmas I tell yeah. you guys have extended time off um, so have time off here and there you know, we don't want to you're going to get bored of doing the same thing all the time as well too or focus on certain scales or bring your work at work your scales work out down and do more songs or vice versa a lot of my a lot of my touring guys one of my students asked me this week who was it that asked me this week think of the name because I want to give them a shout out it will come to me they asked me about touring about prepping for touring um, and I said yeah it's, it's a little bit it's a little bit different because what they do is when they come off the road they're not going to go and do scales they have time off because they've just come off a, a big ruling tour they have time off they go and do their normal thing so I'm talking about professional musicians here and then before a tour we start up their scales <clears throat> practice two and a half months before a tour starts mm -hmm. and we build up so they've got stamina before two, two and a half months and the same thing before recording as well too generally we're doing um, we're doing pre-prog on the album um, so we'll always do that get their voice up and ready for pre-production pre and then before they book in for recording it's always generally a month and a half before we go and book in recording they're back into doing their scales um, and getting it going and doing pre-production home, going over the scale songs, sorry, at home so that it's yeah. great when they go into the studio. Yeah. Yeah. So it's different for different people. We're not saying, hey, you need to go and do scales regularly six days a week for two years. No, have some time off. It's like a yeah. it's like being it's like fitness as well too. And I, I always have time off over Christmas. I give my voice a rest. Yeah. I always have 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 a couple of weeks off before Christmas, but I always. A week and a half before I start lessons, I'm always back doing scales. Yeah. Always. I if I came in cold to lessons, one might it just wouldn't wouldn't happen, and my voice would probably fatigue by the time I get two or three days mm -hmm. with with the teaching. I don't think I've ever had like a week when I was not practicing. Like ever in my life. Well, that's you know that's different for everyone. You know, like I know yeah. I've travelled extensive when I was um, when I was married. I travelled extensively for you know six months. Uh, sorry, sorry, six weeks. <laughs> six we, months. We, we, what? We go away on holidays, <laughs> so you know I would have you know seven weeks off from doing mm. doing scales. And I remember you know doing scales in a in, in a in, in a junk in the northern part of Vietnam and Hoi An Bay because we'll, I was flying back the next week doing mm -hmm. scales in the cabin and stuff. So mm -hmm. it's just what what's got to be done. So um, you know, everyone's different, but as I said it does come back pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I think we should wind this one yeah. up. Anything else you want to end the podcast with? I want to say that there are no cookie cutters. There is no. Like all what we talk about here is like generalization of like the giant Peter's experiences off the charts. I've had 65 lessons this week. It's like, um, I don't know how is it happening. It's happening. I've, I'm all over it. Yeah. But here's the thing. When you are mindful of what your voice is feeling, um, and when you are mindful of what you are working with, you will have more progress done if you practice for 20 minutes a day uh, rather than when, when you just go and shout for two hours straight. So don't do that. 
focus on what you want to accomplish and work on it. Uh, steady wins the race there. Quality over quantity yes. every day of the week. We would rather you go in and sing one song really well in the recording studio than 10 songs average. So quality over quantity all the time. <clears throat> exactly. I also would like to add that a healthy voice, when it comes to different techniques, there is virtually no limit. I'm talking about techniques here, not range. Um, and I'm talking about baritones who can whistle and can sing. Um, sing in this sixth octave. It, it happens. If you work on it, it happens. I'm talking about sopranos who can growl like there's no tomorrow. So whatever you want to achieve, work on this thing and respect your voice, respect your body, respect its limit. Give it the rest when you need to. And you will notice improvement in every single moment in two weeks in three months in half a year in two years and on and on and on two years is not when you stop two years is when you realize when your horizon is wide enough that you go wow i can do anything i want with my voice it's all about just picking a direction choosing a direction and off you go. Exactly. <laughs> Having patience is a big one. I know we spoke about it. And I'll, I'll mention two names here. Alex from uh, Drown This City, who sings Clean and Dirty. Mm -hmm. And Krista Sinkway from Closure in Moscow. Now, <clears throat> when Chris first came in to me, he was uh, a probably a, he was a, a okay to good singer at the best. And he ended up becoming an amazing singer. Chris lacked... Falsetto. He didn't have any falsetto. He had probably one or two notes in falsetto. We worked on his falsetto religiously every lesson for at least three to five months. One of the best examples of falsetto that you will get now. Mm -hmm. But worked his butt off. So we also worked with his strengths, his singing high and true voice. And then we also worked as he wanted to work on falsetto. Again, Alex as well too. Fantastic clean singer. Uh, we started off with her cleans. Um, was it was a good singer when she came in? Um, really made her clean singing good to fantastic, and then her dirty singing took a long time to develop. Mm -hmm. It took probably six months consistently mm -hmm. from going from just starting to developing quite a, a, mm -hmm. a brutal hard type mm -hmm. of voice. So it took about six months to develop that sound there. Mm -hmm. So. Sometimes you've got to have patience if you want to develop a certain part of your voice that you haven't mm -hmm. got. But anything's possible. Mm -hmm. I also want to, man to give a shout out to another student of mine, Emily from Saldusk. We're doing something fantastic the next week on the 16th. I'm going to her show uh, to actually uh, warm her up before the sound check and before the show and work on some songs with her. Um, probably, I will try to film as much of the process as, as possible That'd be great. and we will put it out there to see why is it a unique thing because she sings both clean and scream so she does black metal scream and she does clean singing using utilizing all of the technique 
true voice, cries, falsetto, transitioning in and out, switching from cry to screams in one sound, um, and so on and so on. So, I've, and when Emily came uh, came to, to lessons with us, um, she was uh, she she was doing the sound basically for screams and uh, literally a month into lessons, like two three weeks into lessons, uh, when we worked out and basic cry. So these things she went and re-recorded some some of the screaming parts on her album. It's about to be dropped. There is a fantastic video open up on YouTube. We've got to put a link down below for that as well. Um, it's gonna be a lot of links. Yeah, yeah a lot of links. Up, um, so I'm gonna have to <laughs> assemble a lot of material for this. Yeah. So if you put your mind to it, you can get to um, a lot of a lot of progress within two to three weeks. Um, in three months, you should be quite proficient in six months, you should be at a very good nearly professional level. Year in, you should be at um, at a level where you can go and perform a few shows in a week and not die. Um, but again, nothing happens without practice. This is practicing regularly, yeah. minimum six days a week with correct technique. Yes, absolutely. I'm done. Well, I can I can talk about. I can just put the word practice emblazoned on me <laughs> everywhere. I should tattoo it everywhere. It's, it's, <laughs> it's whatever you want to accomplish in life, nothing's going to come without hard hard work. Yeah. Muhammad Ali had a had a saying that he never used to count his sit ups. He used to count them when he was starting to hurt. That's yeah. what he said. So I'm not saying hurt your voice. Never 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 do that with a voice. But um, yes. Um, just on live warm-ups guys if you're wanting uh, some links regarding live warm-ups I'll put some links in the, the, uh, the below as well too we have Clint Bode um, and I'm just trying to think of Scott the bass player as well too doing their warm-ups before a, a butterfly effect show yep. so let's put that in the description so they'll, as be, well. they'll be in the description so there's lots of descriptions mm -hmm. and I think we'll sign off here because this is a monster wow <laughs> oh yeah let's do that and just go for some dumplings already <laughs> thanks Em thanks for coming in thank you for watching guys we really do appreciate it much love have fun singing we'll see you at on the next episode of Voxing Academy's video podcast. Bye for now. Talk soon.